from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, today we go on with the uh, in Zechariah chapter 1, we're going to look at the first vision here, a vision to the Gentiles. It's the vision of the man and the horses among the myrtle trees in Zechariah chapter 1, verses 7 through 11, an important prophecy for you and I that lies before us. It's a Gentile prophecy. Let me read these verses for you. Upon the four and twentieth day of the eleventh month, which is the month Sabbath, in the second year of Darius came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo, the prophet, saying, I saw by night. And behold, a man riding upon a red horse, and he stood among the myrtle trees that were in the bottom, and behind him there were red horses, speckled and white. Then said I, O my Lord, what are these? And the angel that talked with me said unto me, I will show thee what these be. And the man that stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, They are they whom the Lord hath sent to walk to and fro in the through through the earth and they answered the angel of the lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said we have walked to and fro through the earth and behold all the earth sitteth still and is and is at rest now this first prophecy that comes in the night deals with the political condition he is twice called a man but verse 11 tells us that he is an angel of the lord remember the word the word angel simply means a messenger and, and uh, God sent a messenger with his word to Zechariah. Whenever an angel appeared to man, he appeared in the form of a man. And instead of the Holy Spirit speaking to the mind of man, Zechariah has discourse with the angel himself. Look, look angels are not dead. Uh, they're often simply clouded by minds of faithlessness and unbelief. The angel of the Lord here is a Christophany. This is a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth. Before he was made flesh as the Son of Man, he is appearing here, giving us vision and revelation of things to come. Revelation is a revealing or an unveiling. Christ and his plan are being revealed. Now, the man was seated on a red horse, and there uh, were horses behind him that were, were speckled and white. Horses are vehicles of speed and strength in the scripture, and uh, these horses are different from those of Revelation 6, which is a, uh, a, a passage that somewhat goes along with Zechariah chapter 6. It's a parenthetical pa passage to chapter 6, not chapter 1 here. Now, these are not figurative, but literal and present today. Never forget to look at all, on all that transpires in this world with the eyes of the Spirit. The eyes of our flesh only see the temporal. But there is an ongoing, unseen, eternal work and war that we are very much a part of. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, the Bible tells us. And if we must war in the Spirit, we must have aid from God's instruments and agents of the Spirit. The red horse is most likely a picture of blood brought forth by sacrifice, which shows us the first coming of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The white horse probably refers to victory at the second coming, uh, the second advent of Jesus Christ. The speckle horse, which today we would today call a sorrel, most likely represents the span of time connecting the first and the second comings of Christ. 
Now, some believe the sorrel horse represents the rapture of the church, and here you would have the three comings of Christ, to his own, for his own, and with his own. Uh, the first coming, the rapture, the first coming to his own, the second time, the rapture for his own, uh, for the church, for the bride, and the second coming with his own, the armies of heaven, clothed upon white horses, fine and clean at the battle of Armageddon. Now, this man stood among the myrtle trees. The myrtle trees are the covering of the saints. He, he, here was where God's people dwelled. Myrtle trees are an evergreen um, that w with white flowers and berries. The berries are first white and then turn to a dark blue or black color. The berries are edible, but most people don't eat them. Our mount, uh, in, in our country, in the United States, what, what is our mountain laurel and our periwinkle, those are forms of myrtle. The Hebrew name of Esther, remember Queen Esther? Hadassah is derived from this plant. It was one of the trees uh, from which the children of Israel would make their booze for the Feast of Tabernacles. And Isaiah gave prophecy of the myrtle trees as well. Myrtle trees have been planted all over Israel to reforest them in the land of Israel today. In Isaiah 55, 13, the Bible says this, Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. In the millennium, the curse will be lifted and the thorns will be replaced with myrtle trees. And the myrtle trees will spread as thick as the thorns once did. And if we must keep the Feast of Tabernacles, this is a necessity because myrtle trees are used to make tabernacles. And the myrtle trees are the signature of the everlasting name of God that covers us in our dwelling. How about that? Isn't that a blessing? I hope uh, when you read the Bible and you read about the myrtle trees that that'll come uh, to your mind that one day that you and I, will we go to the, the Feast of Tabernacles in the millennium, as Zechariah will tell us in chapter 14, that we'll cut down the myrtle trees and, and we'll make booze and that that's God's name and his covering on us. And uh, this man among the myrtle trees stood in the midst of the everlasting name of God. Earthly thrones rise and falls, but the, but the word of the Lord liveth and abideth and endureth forever. Amen. And uh, the man among the myrtle trees tells us that these horses walk to and fro throughout the whole earth in order to report on the present condition of the world. And at this time, the report was that the earth sitteth still and is at rest. Now, this doesn't mean that the earth was at peace. Peace is permanent. At this time in Zechariah's day, there was simply a pause in the warfare. The media Persian Empire was in power, and it would be for some time before the Greeks came under Alexander the Great, uh, and, and war would come again. Israel was given a time of rest in which to rebuild. By the way, isn't it good that there are times in our life that God gives us rest? By the way, if you are in a time of rest at your life, and you're not in a time of trouble. Now, some people, uh, look, we're all going to have trouble, but not every day is a day of trouble. And if you, if you live that way, uh, you, th there's something wrong. God gives times of rest so that we can rebuild. And there was a time of rest so that Zechariah and Haggai and the children of Israel could rebuild uh, the, 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 uh, the temple. And uh, rest and work must be close companions. In order for work to be accomplished, there must be rest in order to have strength to complete the work. And uh, there's a balance there. And the weariness of the soul and spirit may often be refreshed by the work of the Lord. You, did you know that our spirits can be refreshed by the work of God? 
Matthew 11 tells us that Jesus himself said in verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So often we labor to enter into rest, the Bible tells us of the New Testament church, but there is a place of rest and, and we can rest in the yoke with Jesus because he takes the, the greater part of our service. I, I've often used the, the analogy, a, a yoke of oxen, always one oxen is stronger than the other, so they make one side one part of the yoke. Uh, every yoke is a custom fit to every yoke of oxen and because uh, the stronger ox can pull ahead and jerk out of uh, the furrows from being straight. And so they make the, the stronger ox's yoke, his side is heavier and the weaker oxen, his side is lighter so that they can pull evenly and pull together. And there's rest when you when Christ is your burden bearer with you. Amen. And so, hey, we we can have we can be refreshed in order to be rebuilt here. And, and uh, God is God knows what what is going on in this world and he knows what the world condition is. But you know what? There is still a covering in the myrtle trees. There is still the name of God that covers God's people in our dwellings on this earth. Amen. I hope that's a blessing to you. It's a blessing to me. May the Lord bless you until our time next week as we continue on with the visions, the Gentile visions of Zechariah. No longer a in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poorhouse to the Palace. From the poor